Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Said the wind came on so fast and strong. We did not have the time to find the same. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 5-1-2 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. We play jams with local bands and artists that you can catch right here in the ATX, live music capital of the world. Very talented human beings. And who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Mingo Fishtrap, and uh, several members of this band are going to be part of the big all-star jam happening Thursday, December 15th at Jelly's 10th Annual Christmas Jam at 310 at ACLI, benefiting the Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund, hosted by myself. Love that, man. Uh, and I love that my man Patrick's hosting, too. As I said, I might try to, try to change the schedule around, get out there to the, to the, to this fest, to the festivities out there. I also love that uh, uh, it is for uh, the fire, uh, you say it's for, uh, for firemen? It's for the firemen. Austin Firefighters Relief and Outreach Fund. And it's it's actually crazy because Jelly Ellington, who throws this every year, uh, his house actually burned down this year. So, no uh, so he's been displaced and kind of living with friends and family for the past seven or eight months. But he was basically like the firefighters got there so quick and did such a good job of getting stuff protected. He's like, man, a lot of my guitars and stuff that sentimental value and you can't replace, they were able to save. And he has a lot of this stuff. And so he's just so thankful uh, to the firefighters that he wanted to do something to to help him out. Man, that is is, a really sad, sad story. But um, obviously what he's doing. Um, with this uh, with this event is, is fantastic, yeah. and I did not know that either. So um, gives me even more reason uh, to throw behind throw uh, our support behind such a great cause. So thank you, Patrick. We appreciate that. And you will you have details about this posted at hornfm.com? Yeah, we'll get details posted. We'll get it. Okay. We'll get everything up and let people know uh, how you can come out and uh, hang out. Yeah, all right, that would be great because I want to make sure I got the details right on that too. Uh, also, the interview my man Harge uh, hooked us up with because he knows every damn body and once again <laughs> opened up his contact list uh, with a legendary lifetime Longhorn, Eric Metcalf, Patrick Davis, the real MVP, working really hard, got that posted already. So if you missed that interview on Harge Knock Life with legendary lifetime Longhorn, Eric Metcalf, one of the greatest running backs uh, to ever uh, play on the 40 Acres, you can go catch that at hornfm.com. Okay, so... Speaking of, I guess it's a natural segue, talking about great <laughs> running backs, you might as well uh, talk about Bijan Robinson. Uh, Bijan Robinson did win the Doak Walker Award. Matter of fact, we might as well go through uh, some of these award winners from last night, too. We'll, we'll do that as well. But let's start here close to home. Bijan Robinson took home the Doak Walker. No surprise there, Harge. No shock at all uh, for being the best running back in the country. Uh, along with that news, you got good news and bad news for Longhorn fans. It was reported by our friends over at Inside Texas, and now multiple outlets have also confirmed uh, that you will not see Bijan in the bowl game. And uh, Bijan uh, Robinson's game versus Baylor, that is look like if yep. the reports are true, that's going to be the last game he plays on the 40 acres. So, uh, what a hell of a game! It. Yeah, what a hell of a game! Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, no right. doubt, no that's doubt. Right. So, yeah, that that's uh, a little bittersweet. A little bittersweet. Got it, yeah, he got his award. And Rod, I, I give you credit because you said at the very beginning of the year, if Bijan is not up and possibly win one of these awards, 
at the end of the year, we failed him greatly yeah, at the University did. of Texas. Uh, he won the Dope Walker, the dope so walker. congratulations. Great job, yep. Bijan. Uh, there's still a lot that was left on that bone that we feel like could have been desired. I agree with that. But he still got recognized as the nation's best running back by winning the Dope Walker Award. All the other guys were great um, uh, nominees, but Bijan, that was an award that we all felt Bijan deserved. No doubt. And he ended up earning that. So congratulations to him. Yeah, we talked to uh, Eric Metcalf uh, and Harge asked him, you know, Mount Rushmore, not including yourself because Eric Metcalf is very high on Eric Metcalf. <laughs> and he should be. Rightfully if so. If I was Eric Metcalf, I'd be high on me too because right, right. he, he was a beast. But uh, you asked him, hey, take uh, yourself aside, yourself out of it. Uh, what Longhorn running backs do you have on your Mount Rushmore? And he said Earl Campbell, Ricky Williams, said B, I believe, and Bijan. Yep, yep, and Bijan. Those were his four. Yep. So he's got Bijan and his uh, Mount Rushmore. I got Bijan. I think I'm going to put Bijan number four right now for me. Yep. That could change. But right now it's Earl, Ricky, and I'm still going to put said B. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to have said B. I'm one of the <laughs> biggest said B. I mean, he was a top five pick. Right. And the dude was a boss. The he was one, a beast. He's, he's another person that we, if we sit back and look at it, I thought he was underutilized his freshman year. Oh, his freshman what? year, dude, exactly. he, we cost us a Big Twelve title. Matt Thank Brown. you. The, the, he the wasn't belief, ready to play. The no. belief is that basically Mac Brown cost himself a chance at another Big Twelve title that year because if he started, said Benson from the jump that season, because I believe after he started, said B, we go on like a six-game win streak to end the season. Yes, right after because he starts him after Oklahoma. After and Oklahoma, he didn't because started the Oklahoma game. Right. Yeah. And that's when everybody we, was losing their mind. This is the this dude was on the cover of Dave Campbell's Texas football. He was one of the best running backs that this state had ever seen. And I yeah. saw him. Oh, yeah. He was a grown man. Oh, you're right. I, oh, he man. was a grown man playing running back. And I'm like, Mac. this dude should have been playing from the very jump. Yeah, that was Mac. That, yeah, Mac was. He still got 1,000 yards. Yes. He still got 1,000 yards that year in 2001. That's how cold he was. Still got 1,000 yards. Yeah, I got to yes. go look this up real quick because I think now you got my, my mind racing. Yes. Because you're right about it. You're right about that one. Who? Yeah. Oh Jamal no, Charles? he's out, he's on there. He's in there. He's in the yeah, mix. Yeah, I don't know. That's I what know. I don't know if I put him on. The, yeah, no, Jamal Charles looked the real deal. I, I ain't gonna put him ahead of. You can't put him. You can't. You can't put him ahead of. Sebi, Earl, no, no, Ricky. You can't. And of course, Bijan right now. Because if we were going from the raw numbers, and we talked about this, uh, uh, believe yeah, in the Bijan first hour. Yeah, Bijan is fourth all time in rushing behind Ricky, said, and Earl. And he got underutilized his freshman year. He did. Yeah, that that back. Okay, so in two thousand one, Texas went, and I was on camp. We were eleven and two that year, and we started out with a game versus New Mexico State. We won, beat North Carolina. Um, that That's was when a, you had a pick six. That was, that, was a, that was a Cole Pittman game. No, I didn't have a pick six. Now that was a Cole Pittman game. Oh, C Red, C Red had, had one. that great pick six in that game. That right. I think my man Nasty made a punt return. Anyway, we we played Houston, beat Houston, and beat Texas Tech to start the season. We were four and zero, lost Oklahoma fourteen to three. And Mac Brown didn't start his best offensive player <laughs> in yeah, said B. People still mad about that. 14 to 3. We lost 14 to 3. People still mad. And he mad. didn't start said B. He starts said B after that, and we go on a six game win streak. <laughs> we beat Oklahoma State, Colorado, Missouri, Baylor, Kansas, and AM. We lost to Colorado in the Big 12 title game only because he said got B hurt. got hurt. 
by Mike Williams. They you ran also into got hurt. They ran they, into each other. We had two first-round picks run into each other <laughs> exactly. and both get knocked out yes. of the same play. Yes. And then Chris Sims had his worst game ever, ever as a starter <laughs> at Texas. Had to put in Major White, who came in, changed the plays that Greg Davis called, <laughs> threw a touchdown pass to B.J. Johnson, and gave the middle finger to the Colorado sideline. Exactly. And we almost came back, if not for I love him, but Philip Geiger, who ran uh, into the punter. Trying to make we were going to get play. the ball back. Yes. Rodney took a pick six to the house. But we had beaten that team earlier in the season. Y'all curb score, stomped them. 41 to 7. Yeah, and we lost that game yep. to Colorado. And that was Chris Brown, right? If I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, you're right. That yeah. was Chris Brown. Yeah. Not the one. And y'all that, were NRG, right? It wasn't NRG then. Nah, it, was, uh, it, was, it was Cowboy State. I think we were in Cowboy nah, State. Y'all that were one. No, y'all were playing in. Uh, y'all were playing in. Uh, oh, you know. Nah, we're, we're in Cowboy State. That was Dallas, I think. Yeah, we're in Cowboy State in Oh, yeah, because then next time they played. Yeah, that was. That, that was, was in that was in Joel Clatt. Yep, and that was in Houston. That was VY yeah. and them in H Town. Yep. That was yeah. We yep. oh Mac Brown, I love it. <laughs> we still should have beat Colorado. So that wasn't no Mac's fault. No well, doubt. actually, you can blame it on Mac if you want to, because some people like should have started major that. But I think either way, I guess we blaming Mac for those. Yeah, yeah. But Mac not starting. Said Benson, no. who ran for a thousand yards, basically ran for a thousand yards. Harge in eight games. Yeah, yeah. Was the well, monster. actually, less than I think it's seven games. Like I said, because he, he got knocked Sharon out in carries. the Colorado game. And Sharon carries. So, seven, basically seven games. He got knocked out in the Colorado game. And he didn't play an Oklahoma game. <sighs> I know. Sorry. That was, I had to get that off my chest. No, chair, I'm y'all. glad you, you brought did, it because, up, man. Because, oh. I, because I know us. It's like we sit it. here and we look, and you're like, how did this happen? Where were yeah. we? Where did we go wrong? Yeah, but to your point about being underutilized, that you could argue about said B. But I'll keep said B number three for me. Yep. And B. yes, you gonna put yes, him at number four? Yeah, I put Bijan at four. And yes, Rosie Leaks is underappreciated. Yes, he is. Yes, uh, I think Hodges Mitchell is underappreciated. In between Ricky and said B's four thousand yard seasons and Ricky's Heisman campaigns, that was two thousand yard seasons that Logan fans forget all about. And it was by Hodges Mitchell. I was on the four days witness that talking give him props. Yes, I agree, Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles was just a highlight. He was more of a highlight reel. You know what I mean? So if you're talking about who had more, uh, he probably has as many highlight reel plays as some of the other goats. But His he, explosive. And he wasn't like on the no four days long enough. No. He really wasn't. And he left his, yeah. He left after his junior year. He's like He was like uh, Jermichael Finley. That's a good point, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jermichael was like, hold on, man. You redshirted me, and I'm over here one of your best players. Yeah. Nah, man, I'm up out of here. I'm old enough. I'm grown. So I'm gone. Yeah, no, Texas definitely living up to their uh, reputation as running back you now. Tied for the most Doak Walker Award winners mm -hmm. uh, since the award came out in 1989, I believe. Um, and only USC probably is in the conversation with Texas in terms of great running backs. Like you, we just talked about the GOATs at running back. And, yeah, for, forgot about mentioning Jamal Charles more. We should have. Who's in the NFL, by the way, who has the record for yards per carry in the NFL over Jim freaking Brown. And he still has, <laughs> and he still has the record the right. for the Kansas City Chiefs as their all-time leading rusher. Who he passed? Priest Holmes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We yeah. forget about these dudes. You yeah. had Eric Metcalf on today. We forget about yeah. Eric Metcalf. Like, it, it is running back you. There's no doubt. Because yeah. you forget about some of the guys, and those guys are uh, elite and great. Went to the NFL, uh, proving their worth. And, yeah, man, we – I mean, it, it was fleeting on the Fort Acres, but thank God they still they keep they keep replenishing yep. the running back room at Texas, and you got some more really good running backs. You got Mister Texas Football, Jonathan Brooks. Yep. You got uh, what's the kid Baxter? Jayden, and you got Jaden Blue. You got Jaden Blue. You got yep. Yep, he was Then like, you got Baxter that's coming, coming from, in from Florida. From Florida. Yeah. So uh, they won't be Bijan and Rojo though. That is arguably they combined for two thousand one hundred thirty-four rushing yards, twenty-three touchdowns, only second 
uh, in terms of tandem combo rushing yards behind Earl Campbell and Ham Jones. Yep, no doubt. And I did. I looked up Earl Campbell, one of the lowest rushing totals for a Hall of Fame running back in NFL history. For Nope, it's really low. For, it, him and Gale Sayers and right. <clears throat> like Floyd Little, who was like a – he was, he was kind of like Eric Metcalf in the yeah, day. He was yeah, like one of those dual, dual threat backs yeah, yeah. back in the day. But, yeah, Earl Campbell was all eye test, man. People saw that dude play and was like, okay, he is going to the Hall of Fame. I don't care <laughs> yeah. how many rushing yards he has. I don't need to see the stats. When you, when you can gore somebody with the football and hit him in his chest, yeah. like you tackle him, <laughs> yeah. but you have the ball, yeah, you deserve to do whatever you want to do. Yeah, so he'll no, nobody will ever surpass Earl, I'm assuming. That just ain't going to happen. You ain't going to pass Ricky. <laughs> and said, said B is the one I think maybe yeah. in retrospect, looking back maybe 10 years from now, maybe we change Bijan from being number four and say, nah, he's better than said B. Yeah. Um, and that could easily happen. Uh, I can see that happening too. All right, but looks like Bijan and Rojo and DeMarvion Overshone all will be skipping the bowl game uh, to pursue their – uh, pro interest, and I don't think any of those are surprising. They're yeah. not surprising, yeah. but but when we go back and we look in retrospect of these guys and what their career was at the University of Texas, I look at both Rojo and I look at uh, DeMarvin Overshawn. I, you know, I'm a big Agent Zero fan. I, if I was, I kept trying to tell my son to start wearing all them wristbands every once in a while when he was playing football. But uh, I sit and I look at what they became once they got on the 40 acres, Rojo switching from run, uh, quarterback to running back, highly touted quarterback, yeah. yep. and um, him going to Tom Herman and saying, I know that our running back room is light, put me back there. He just basically wants to get on the field. And then when everything started to happen, he went back to him. If I go back to quarterback, does anything change? He was like, you can do whatever you want to do. He said, well, I want to stay in the running back room and look at what he's done. And now he's made himself an NFL prospect. He's going to play at the next level. And that is a great testament to who he is. Same thing with DeMarvin Overshawn. He came in as a highly touted safety from a small town out of Ark. Ark. And I remember, and I talk about this a lot, and people that have been listening to me over the years, the biggest, the, the moment I saw him, in the orange-white scrimmage, and he popped Casey Thompson on the goal line. Not once, but twice. And I'm talking about ran through him. I'm like, I'm watching that dude. He was wearing number 31 at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who is that? Because he made splash plays, and he popped out on the scene. Sure enough, they moved him to that weak side linebacker reluctantly. Yeah, it took him a little while. Reluctantly. Yeah. And then he realized, well, I got a chance to play at the next level if I go out there and handle that business. And that's what he's turned himself into as well. But as someone who played on the 40 Acres and has much respect for all those kids over there, where would you – how do you rank uh, DeMarvin Overshawn and what he's done? Yeah, I, that's a good question um, in terms of where he is, like in the with his legacy in the hierarchy of great defensive players. I, I, I don't know if he's going to stand out just because at that position, Jalen Ford right. really <laughs> this year <laughs> yeah, was, I mean, to him, I mean, that guy was a supernova there at off-ball linebacker. What I, I'll say about DeMarvin Overshawn is he is perfectly suited for today's 
game of football. Mm -hmm. They did him a huge service and a huge benefit when they decided to move him around to make him more of a positionless football player. What do I always say about the future of defense? It's going to be positionless football. Yep. You want as many of those guys to be versatile, have multiplicity in their skill set so you can move them around the chessboard. And that's what they did for him this year. They moved him around the chessboard. Sometimes he's playing off-ball linebacker. Sometimes he's on the edge. Sometimes he's out covering the slot. Sometimes I'm blitzing him uh, in the interior gaps. Although that's what they really made some money for DeMarvio and Overshown, showing different NFL teams how versatile he is. I mean, the guy came in as a unicorn, and to me, they almost sawed off his, his horn. And, right. aspect, and they tried to pigeonhole him and say, no, you're going to play off-ball linebacker, and that's it. And it's like, no, 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 if he's a unicorn, use him. Yep. All right? Hell, use that use that horn to gore the opponent. All right? Yeah, take, yeah, that, like that. take that multiplicity, take that versatility and skill set and maximize it, weaponize it. I thought they did that this year, and I really like that. And, and by Rojo, I mean, listen, there's certain – even in movies, right, there are certain movies and TV shows, take that, movies and TV shows, there are certain characters who are not the main primary stars. Uh, they, they're just, you know, they're, they're you know, co either co-stars or, you know, they're star supporting, you know, stars, whatever it may be, who end up becoming uh, beloved characters but for whatever reasons by the audience and by you know the fans of that show or that movie I was listening I saw a survey about like Han Solo about Star Wars and how Star Wars fans although Han Solo was more of a minor supporting character in all the Star Wars if you go look at like surveys Star Wars fans they love Han Solo they love him right reminds me of how Spurs fans feel about Manu Ginobili right Manu Ginobili he's not Tim Duncan right in terms of that right. he's not the man but you could argue that he's more beloved than Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is more respected and revered. Everybody knows that Tim Duncan is, a, is, is GOAT status. But in terms of fans and fandom love and fandom affection, they have this, this unique affection for Manu Ginobili. He's like their favorite son. I think part of it, he gave up one of his testicles for the San Antonio Spurs. That helps. You True. know what I mean? But, but, but that's part of it, though, right, is when fans recognize the sacrifice Right. By a player. We recognize the commitment by a player and go, man, that man's he's giving everything he got to this yeah. program, this organization, to this franchise. That's Rojo. Yeah. That's why Rojo's a special player. He is kind of long-going football fans right now. They're they're managing over. They love yeah, he's gonna play at the next level. He's got that kind of skill set, but it's more about his sacrifice, his commitment, his symbolism, what he meant to the program, leaving it better than you found it. And you know, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Replace country with university and with football program, and that's what B. That's what Bijan, I think, and Rojo both asked themselves: What can I do for Texas? And right. everybody else is asking: Hey, man, what can Texas do for me? Right. And those you get, you get more of those guys on on the Forty Acres who came here to play for the University of Texas and didn't come to play at the University of Texas. You're on the right path, and I think that's what Sark's trying to do right now with the turnover. It, it, but to me, Rojo encapsulates that. He embodies that. I love it. No question. I love it. Love that, that guy should be drinking for free. Every Everywhere he goes. He's in, in Austin, Texas, and anytime he is around a Longhorn fan or that loves him, man, that's, hey, that's on me. Rojo, that's yeah. on me, though. Yeah. Rojo, he that's got on no me. tab. Exactly. He's got no. Don't tab. worry about Bijan. He yeah. can afford it and pay for yeah. himself. Bijan's fine. <laughs> don't don't do that for Bijan. Yeah. Bijan don't need Bijan don't need your perks. Bijan yeah. he don't need your perks. Rojo needs your perks. So yeah. let Rojo drink and eat for free. When Bijan's there, just tell him Bijan how much you love him. He's making like one point some million dollars right now in IL. No He's doubt. gonna make a ton in and he no deserves doubt. it. But he don't need your perks. Rojo does though. Already. Yeah, get hook Rojo Already. up. Already. Hook Rojo up. Uh, all right, uh, let's uh, let's get into some NFL news notes and nuggets on the other side. That's what we'll do.
do. We'll just we'll just uh, just kind of scatter shooting and throw a lot of NFL topics out there and hit as many of the games scheduled this weekend as we can. We'll do that when we come back. We're live from Total Men's Primary Care. Come out here and join us. Uh, we're actually out there for a good cause. Toys for Tots. Come on. Bring an unwrapped toy with you. Drop it off. We got a couple of boxes, and then we got a big toy box. I can already see toys that are, that are filling up the toy bin, but we want it to be overflowing for these youngsters because some of them are not as lucky and as blessed as we all are. They have people that love us with means and resources to get us uh, great gifts over the holidays. So we want to make sure these young people have a great holiday season. We can do that by donating some great toys. Bring so some joy to the world. Now, you know, Bring some joy. It's a beautiful thing. There All right, is. we'll come right back. This is Ball Don't Lie. Uh, live from Total Men's Primary Care, 2701 South Congress, right here on 104.9 The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is uh, it's actually getting close, getting dark out here, actually. We're close to the end of the show. Got two more segments. I'm going to get some NFL news notes and nuggets here, but you still got time to come on out here. 2701 South Congress and donate toys for the kiddos. Get the holiday started the right way. Uh, get in the giving spirit um, and give these uh, young kids, uh, a little unfortunate uh, young souls, a uh, great Christmas uh, because we're collecting toys for tots. We did it yesterday. We're doing it again today. Uh, we got a nice full toy bin. We want it to be overflowing. Uh, so thanks to all the folks that came out here and donated toys. We really appreciate uh, all your kindness. Um, but still asking for some folks, if you're in the neighborhood and you're close, stop by somewhere, pick up an unwrapped toy, come drop it off at 2701 South Congress. And we'll be out here till 7. Um, and then uh, we'll wrap it up, put it in the oven for us uh, out here at Total Men's Primary Care. Also, if you need a checkup, you need uh, I remember my Chad uh, Hastings actually in the at the Georgetown location <laughs> got himself an annual checkup there. Uh, they got Total Care Primary Care, and then it's Total Men's Primary Care. We're at a Total Men's Primary Care here on South Congress, 2701 South Congress. But they got Total Care Primary Care is popping up everywhere. So I guarantee there's one near you. If you're thinking about making a uh, an appointment uh, to get a checkup or to get something looked at, you probably should, and you should do it with our good friends at Total Care Primary Care, Total Men's Primary Care. They do it the right way. All right, let's talk about some of the great NFL games happening this weekend. We talked a ton about the Texans and the Cowboys, and honestly, we probably talked about it too much. I don't think there's going to be much to that game. It is the largest point spread in the NFL this year, still at 17, and uh, kind of 50-50 chance the Cowboys will cover it. Right now, I'll, I'll lean toward them covering if I, if I had to put money on it. But let's talk about another interesting matchup, Harge. The Bucks and the 49ers. I like it. Bucks 49ers, like Brock it. Purdy. That's right, Pump Fake Purdy. All right, he's got a new nickname apparently what in is? the in the 49ers locker yeah, room. Yeah, I know. They're calling him Big Blank Brock. There we go. And yes, it rhymes with Brock, and it starts with the third <laughs> oh letter of the alphabet. That's their, no, that's that was actually reported yeah. by the San Francisco Gate. 
Now, now, I'll give you some. Let's get some of these quotes first of all, because uh, we, we, we you sent this, you sent some of these quotes yesterday, Harge, and I read the actual story the quotes came from because I thought it was fake. Yeah. I was like, are these fake quotes? Yeah. These can't be real quotes. Oh no, they're real quotes from the San Francisco Gate, from players in the locker room uh, talking up, and and by the way, coaches too talking about how much they respect Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Here are a couple of quotes from you from the the San Francisco Gate story. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, he's got some balls out there. Forgive me for saying it that way. <laughs> George Kittle, he got some cojones to him. If you're not confident, guys, uh, feel that. Um, he also says, "Oh, he's definitely has uh, definitely has balls." Uh, he also went. They also reported that he's got a new nickname in the locker room, which I just referred to. Yep. Um, and, and Nick Bosa in preseason, he looked like he had some dog in him. I love his mindset. He's super <laughs> tough. Uh, so apparently Fred Warner said, you ask anybody on the defense how I feel about him, how I felt about him since training camp and the way he goes about his business, he's got that dog in him. Everybody looks for that dog in him, right? So they're talking about all the testicular fortitude yeah, Brock Purdy has, and he's got that dog in him. What do you need? You need that dog in you. You need so, some guys that you could go to war with. And that's exactly what so they said a, about so they're, they're not. And, and Patrick brought this up yesterday, and it's a great point by Patrick. He said, compliments, not really talking about his skill set as a passer. Right. Not talking about his skill as the at playing the quarterback position. Nope. No, no, no. This is about him being a leader and the intangibles and the immeasurables that they seem really impressed with when it comes to Brock Purdy. Yeah. I mean, and there you go. we had a chance to see him often in this league. And at one point, let's not forget, he was on mock boards as one of the top quarterbacks that was going to be coming out oh, yeah. in the draft. Now he falls to Mr. Irrelevant, and now he's become Mr. Relevant because they need him. They need him. And, and you, you, what do you say about your, your boy Kyle him. Shanahan? He leads those reclamation projects. He likes yeah. uh, – He's like that woman you know in your life, your, your girlfriend – who you always she always ends up with an a-hole or a d-bag you're like why are you dating these men he's like i don't know i don't know why i always end up he always ends up with a bad quarterback i'm like why do you always end up with bad quarterbacks shano he always ends up with him he always ends up with him but he seems to find him and he's like all right you know what i can change i can change exactly that's always what she says that's always what he says and you know what he's doing all right with it like yes yeah she is not good for you yes she is you you see her you see the way she looks at me? She cares about me. She cares about That's me. What, I'm giving her a chance because she took a chance on me. That That is Shano. It That's doesn't Shano. matter if you're talking That's about right. Brock Purdy or what, <laughs> all those random QBs he's had before. But, That's yeah, right. he really believes he can change. And I will say his – his offense is a really quarterback-friendly offense. Right. So if anybody can, you know, prove that uh, Brock he, – he did say this, too. He said – now paraphrasing here. He said the transition – from um, from Trey Lance to Jimmy G actually was tougher right. than the transition from Jimmy G to Brock Purdy because the skill sets are at least they're, – they're somewhat they're comparable. comparable. Yeah, yeah, they're somewhat similar. That's Bro- all. Brock Purdy is somebody that can run around. Brock Purdy is someone who can throw the ball deep, but his main thing is timing routes, yep. getting the ball out of his hand. And what do we always talk about Shano's offense and the West Coast offense for all it's that matter? Timing. It's all about timing. And a quarterback like that that's not worried about the big stats, oh, yeah. all he's worried about is wins, 
That's what Shannon keeps looking for. 5.7 yards per attempt last game, but they ended up beating the Dolphins yes. uh, with that performance. One of the Brock hottest Purdy. teams in the NFL. Yeah. So but the beautiful thing about that is, Rod, their defense is getting better. The defense is getting better. It, it, you can play with a quarterback like that because your defense is so nasty. It's the best defense in the league. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and, and Shano believes in it. He's been drafting D-linemen forever now. So, yeah, maybe you, it doesn't matter. You got Jacob Eason, I think, right now is the third string. Jo Jacob Eason, who has two interceptions in ten pass attempts in the NFL. Josh Johnson, who has 13 touchdown passes with 14 NFL teams. Mm -hmm. And Brock freaking Purdy. Mr. Reverend, those are his quarterbacks. The San Francisco 49ers are a dime piece. They are a 10 everywhere except for the quarterback position. But if you can win with Nick freaking Mullins and C.J. Beathard those, you. and take Jimmy G to the Super Bowl, we'll see. But here's, a, here, here's such some history. If, you just put some makeup on it. Put some, <laughs> yeah. put some, lip on, put some lipstick on the pig. Put some lipstick on it. And, 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 and you know, don't forget about a little uh, mini skirt. That helps, yeah, too. Yeah, you know, they show yeah, off some leg there. Yeah. And how about this, though? Uh Quarterbacks facing Tom Brady for the first for their first career start, zero and six all time. Oh yeah, and they all have been guys like that. There haven't been guys that have stuck around in the league for a long time. These are guys that have the same makeup. Yeah, and, bad relationship. And I believe he's going up against a top ten defense because the the Bucks essentially yep. that's a top ten defense. And if if Brock Purdy so he's going to start, um, he'll be the second. It'll be the second time. Brady has been an underdog versus a rookie quarterback. Do you know who the other rookie quarterback was that Tom Brady was an underdog to? It's such a good stat. I freaking love this stat. Tom Brady's been in the league since the league was started. I so there, there, there's so many different oh, it's good though. names to play with. Um, it's good, though. It's I'm going to go with Andrew Luck. Vince Young. Vincent Paul Young. Come on. Last time Tom Brady was an underdog to a rookie quarterback. 2006, three-and-a-half-point underdog to the Titans. They won 40-23. to <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's a cool stat, though. It is a great stat. It's a cool stat, but, yeah, we, I, I'm with you. I, but I, I don't but think that's the case here. lost to him. Yeah, I don't think that's the case here. But, he, but Brock Purdy will be facing a top-10 defense, and that's, that's a bit rare for a young, young rookie quarterback, Mr. Relevant, to be facing a top-10 defense. I got another stat about uh, mystery relevant and really how relevant he is now. And – this is crazy, too. So, if you go look at it, since 1994, no quarterback selected in the final round has started a playoff game as a rookie. No quarterback who was drafted in the seventh round has started a playoff game as a rookie. Only six seventh-round signal callers have even appeared in a playoff game during this time period. Actually, undrafted rookies have had better luck than drafted rookies in the seventh round. Wow. Just something about being a seventh-round pick. Since 94, 35 seventh-round quarterbacks have appeared in a regular season game, and only 26 of them have attempted more than five passes in their respective NFL careers. Mm. That's how rare it is to see Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, doing what he's doing. Wow. Yeah, so I can't wow. wait. I, I, that's must-watch television. For sure. Uh, if you are an NFL fan to see what the – but the 49ers, you're right, man. They are – Everywhere, this is the easiest game-managing job just potentially in the NFL. Right. Because he's oh, yeah. only been asked to manage the game, yeah. and not they're not asking him to go win a game or anything like that. But Tom Brady versus a rookie, we'll see how uh, that ends up uh, playing out.
All right, uh, another big game happening this weekend. Uh, the uh, Actually, the Jets and the Bills is actually I like a that. game. Speaking of the Jets and the Bills, I will be at Anchor Bar hey. this, uh, this Sunday for the Jets and the Bills game. Also, nice. the Cowboys and the Texans. Okay. So make sure you swing by. That's a huge Buffalo Bills bar. Yeah. And there's the Bills backers are going to be there. The Horn crew will be there and myself this Sunday, 12 noon, Anchor Bar, Round Rock, Texas. Boom. Come up there and hang out. Beautiful. No Von Miller. No Von Miller. Von Miller is out yep. for the Buffalo yep. Bills. Uh, Jets coming off a game against um, Minnesota. Yes. Where they should have won that game. Uh, exactly. I, I went back and looked at the stats. Like, how about this? The they the, the last week the Jets lost to Minnesota. They outgained Minnesota. Um, and Cousins averaged four point nine yards per attempt. Cousins. Justin Jefferson's longest catch was ten yards. They were one of six in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Minnesota was. Mm-hmm. And they lost a turnover margin. How the hell did they win that game? Minnesota, I'm telling Minnesota they're, they're is the, the worst. Team. They're the worst ten and two team, right? In a, probably in NFL history, in the last twenty years, they have uh, there have been fifty three teams with ten wins through thirteen weeks. They have the lowest point differential out of all those teams. They're seven and zero though in games decided by seven points or fewer. They're just clutch when it matters. They don't play a great game the entire game, but when it matters the most, they show up. Right. Crazy! It's man. it's unbelievable that when you is. start looking at those numbers uncanny. and how how uncanny. how they are in that position. I don't know it how is. that happens. Wow. Um, okay, let's talk about Philly and New York real quick. Uh, Philly and New York. Oh, just real quick about since we're talking about uh, Minnesota, they played Detroit. Mm-hmm. Do Do you know that Detroit is favored over Minnesota because of the things that you just talked about? They're wow. the ugliest ten and two team. Number one, number two. The way you talked about it earlier, Jared Goff is having an unbelievable year. Jared Goff is balling. Amara St. Brown has taken the next step to becoming an elite wide receiver in the NFL, and that defense plays hard for Dan Campbell. Yeah. I mean, that's a good reason for you to believe that the Lions, and it's a road game for Minnesota. It is, man. The 5-7 and seven Lions are favored over the 10-2 and two Vikings this week. Over the last 20 years, 89 teams have been under 500 straight up and been listed as a favorite over a team with a win percentage of 80% or higher. And only eight times has one of those 89 games been played in December or later, mm-hmm. like we're dealing with now. Last time a team with a starting quarterback and an 80%, 80% win percentage was an underdog versus a team that was under 500 straight up in December or later. The 9-2 and two Falcons in 2004 behind Michael Vick were one-and-a-half-point underdogs in Tampa Against a four and seven Bucks, the Bucks won twenty seven zero. Yep, there you go, man. There you go. They build those casinos for a reason, man. Vegas, and, baby. And, and let me give you one more stat: the two leading tacklers for each team, Jordan Hicks for Minnesota. Oh, I like that. Deshaun Elliott for Detroit. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Oh, that's like that. Yeah. I, and I wanted Jordan Hicks to go to the Cowboys. Who so are you bad. telling? That was, that just seemed Who like that was are you easy. telling? Yeah. Uh, but they don't – I mean, looking back now, they don't need them. Cowboys yep, are doing yep, their thing. Yep. Uh, okay, uh, just really quickly since we're talking about that um, uh, that, that Giants-Philadelphia uh, game. That's a big game, too, coming up. I I think Philly's going to win the game. I think Philly's going to steamroll them, but I think they'll win it in a pretty convincing fashion. You I believe really that? Yeah, I do. 
Because I think Philly's getting better. Yeah. Philly's getting better, yeah, man. They are. They, they, Philly's getting I, better. They're scaring me. Dude, like, I'm telling they're, you, they're they becoming, be. they're becoming one of those teams that you continue to look at and yeah, you man. say, yeah, man. How does this can? How are they getting this much better? Exactly. But it goes back to good coaching. We talk about week to week improvement, and it seems like Philly is getting better week to week. Yep, he's got. Uh, how about this? First, one thirty six point nine passer rating on throws past the sticks, past the first down marker. Yep. Only three quarterbacks in NFL history have a hundred plus passer rating and average fifty rushing yards per game. That was Michael Vick. In 2010, RG3 in 2012, and uh, Lamar Jackson in 2019. And right now, Jalen Hurts has those averages. Right. So he's about to hit that mark. And what I love about this offense is how versatile they are. They had 363 rushing yards versus Green Bay, 386 passing yards the next week versus Tennessee. That's the first time that's been done since 1987. Whichever way you want it. They can put it on you that yeah, way. Yeah. Whichever way you pick your poison, we'll give it to you. That's what Philly's about, man. And it looks like the wide receiver core is starting to hit their stride as well for Philly. Yep. And that defense is getting healthy. Oh, yeah. Rush defense is not yep. an issue for them because Lenville yep. Joseph and Dumbakung Sue are now stout in the middle. And Jordan they got Davis Jordan Davis back. back. Yeah. <sighs> Scary. But that Christmas Eve game. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait either. Honestly, and man. And it's in Dallas. Ooh, I, it, yeah. It, Road trip. Must watch television. Yeah, no doubt. You can get <laughs> Oh, you there, know that's going to be flexed to the night game. Game. Oh, it's got to be. It's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. How you going to spend Christmas Eve? Watching the it, Cowboys. It might be the right? highest rated game of the season. It will be. It will be. Yeah, it no doubt. You're be. right. It will be. All right, we'll come right back. We'll uh, uh, wrap it up. Putting Devin right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to pull down the horns. Pop a top again. you mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion. Sir, I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is... Pop a top again. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 Horn. So we'll be quick here because we're right up against it. I want to thank the good folks from Total Care, Primary Care, Total Men's Primary Care for all their hospitality. Thank all of uh, the listeners who came out here and donated toys for Tots. Really appreciate all your kindness and your grace. Really appreciate that you're going to make the holiday for some really cool young people out there. Our hearts Uh, are full because of the gifts that they gave. Amen, brother. Miss any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. What's on tap for you this weekend? I'm going to watch some basketball tonight. Some high school basketball, there's nice. a bunch of tournaments going on. And then this is the first weekend where we have nothing planned for the fam, dog. Oh, nothing planned. That I means mean, trouble. <laughs> Idle hands, right? Idle, Idle hands. hands. Yeah, you know, right. How about yourself? Uh, man, you know what? I'm going to probably try to watch some Washington films. So I'm yeah. breaking down the Washington Huskies a little bit. Have you guys a very extensive, exhaustive game plan and breakdown next week. Michael the Penix Huskies. Jr., baby. Yeah, we'll start talking about it. Yep. Uh, I want to thank my man, Pat, for doing a great job for us. Uh, thank the good folks at Total care primary care as well and thank all of you for listening remember the revolution will not be televised we'll be talking about it right here on ball don't lie we love you guys we mean that take care of yourselves but more importantly take care of each other have a great weekend peace